Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, Brad Taylor, Corporate hey, Trainer with the Center first. of Excellence. If you're not first, first you're last. <laughs> Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive So Group. stoked to be here with you guys. Damn glad to have you. And back once again, Jeremy Young, Area Director for our Power Sports Operations with the Young Automotive Group. Glad to well. be here, Tim. Damn glad to have you. And uh, Brad, I was locked out of this room when I got here this morning. I was like, what in the just happened? I'm like, I left my keys at the office. So. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going for there, <laughs> but it quickly made itself known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keys. Horrible. Horrible keys. 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 We're talking about keys to success, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's very frustrating to start out as a new salesperson, right? You got into the gig, whether it be as a salesperson in autos, a salesperson in power sports, or as a service advisor, and you have all these great aspirations and you want to get to a certain level immediately, and then success doesn't always come as quickly as we hope it will. So one of the things we have right at the beginning of our sales manual are some basic keys to success. I think it's hard to put a number on how many specific things you need to do in order to have success because every single one of you out there Every single one of us at this table, we're all different. We all need a different specific key that's going to help us be successful. So Oz, just real quick for you, what's the most important thing that you feel like you did well early on in sales to become successful? I think the answer to that would be mindset. Mindset. And that's that. That's coming in and saying, okay, today I'm going to succeed. Okay. Yeah. And figuring out how do I do that with the right attitude. And I'm kind of tying that mindset and attitude together. Yeah, I like that. Now, was it easy for you to have a good mindset and a positive attitude when you weren't actually successful, when you weren't getting customers sold? No. No. Not at all. No. It was it was a struggle and going through those struggle months? Yeah. kicked my ass. And I think any good salesperson has gone through that. They've gone through that struggle and they have to know that it, it teaches you the times and seasons, right? That Sometimes you're winning, sometimes you're losing. But when you go through those tough times, that's when you learn the most. I like that. So if I'm brand new, I can take a little bit of solace in there is success in the suck or success in the struggle. Is that what I'm understanding? Because there's so much learning yeah. through that. Yeah, we oftentimes learn way more in times of struggle than we do in times of success. But it's so hard to actually slow down and be like, I'm learning something. Yeah. This is good. This is good for me. This is good. I love not right? doing well. But and a lot of times I'll talk about the, especially people that I see leave the sales profession. You have your peaks and your valleys. And when do they leave? Valleys. Always Usually in, in the, the valley. valley. In the valley. When anybody approaches me in their valley and they say, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm tapped out. I, th I think this doesn't work for me. The general thing I say is, if you leave in your valley you are going to take that valley into your next job. You will start good. You will do something great. And then all of a sudden, you'll be on that peak and you'll be like, I'm glad I moved. And then what's going to eventually come? Another valley. peak. Another valley. Oh, another yeah. valley. They were sitting on the peak of their next one. Why? Because they forgot to learn through the valley that they were currently in and they just tried to change. And instead of learning through the valley and getting back up on a peak, and then seeing where the vision takes them from there, they just do what? Quit. And so it's hard, though, when you're going through the punch in the face to say, whoa, wait, what am I learning from this? 
And there's so much that you're going to learn that in two years from now, you'll be like, man, I'm glad I went through that because I am so much better. Yeah. But it's hard to do in the moment. Yeah. And, and I, Oliver, you are somebody who I think takes that to heart more than anybody. I can't tell you the number of times I've delivered bad news to Oliver and the response has been, well, we learned from it. That's after I s- stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, next time I have something negative to tell Oliver, I'm going to have Tim tell him. <laughs> oh, so after I, this I should say the end response. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there you after go. a little while, the response is, well, yeah. we learned from it. And a side note, for those of you looking for a great book, Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. Oh, that's a great one. Fantastic book. Jeremy, same question for you. Early on in your career, because you sold for five years. Listeners, he sold for five years. So you don't need to become a general manager in three days. It's okay <laughs> to perfect your craft. So w- what do you feel like was a key to you being successful early on as a salesperson? You know, I joined a high volume store with some seasoned professionals. So the guys that were there had 10 plus years experience. The young, well, there was one salesperson that had only been there for three years and then there was me. So preparation, I think preparation, I was going to outwork the newest salesperson and eventually outwork the oldest salesperson in just the knowledge of what we were selling. So it came down to product knowledge in my case, but it was a hundred percent. I was going to be more prepared for that next customer that came in because that was going to be the only opportunity I was going to get. So I had to be prepared. Yeah, I, I love that. And it almost sounds a little bit to me like that's real similar to Oliver's because you were willing to put in the hard work. You set yourself up early on knowing that in order to be successful, you were going to have to work hard. Does that make sense? I was going to have to, and it was clear expectations when I hired on too. the gentleman who hired me. It was every single morning for the first 90 days that I was there, we went over pricing and programs. And so I was going to know my pricing. I was going to know my programs. And then every night for months, I prepared product knowledge. I was going to be, that was the only thing that was going to separate me. I love it. That's awesome. And did your lovely wife, Morgan, also become a product knowledge expert along the way? She's pretty dialed. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> she definitely knows more about power sports than I do. So that's a nice little tip. If you got somebody at home that's supporting you, make sure they understand and are enthusiastic about your product as well. That's huge. A hundred percent. So there's a handful of things that we track, ups, demos, right up sales, and that's across all sides of sales. Same thing in service. You know, the number of customers you interact with, the number of MPIs that you present to a customer. And we can go by the numbers, as we learned from a previous podcast with Kelly, that the numbers never. So I correlate all of those things as well to a handful of things. And that's our skills, habits, attitude, choice of customers, and product knowledge. So focusing first on skills, because that seems to be the area where salespeople think they need to dive into first is become great at skills. There's both minor and major skills. A minor skill would be to memorize a proper meet and greet. Make sure that you do the same meet and greet with every customer every time so that you set yourself up for success. A major skill would be learning how to effectively build rapport with all the different types of customers that come in learning how to ask effective investigative questions so that you can know what the customer actually not only wants, but what they also need. 
Another major skill would be to learn how to overcome objections, as we talked about in a previous podcast, is the trick and a conversation. I, yeah, I, yeah, I screwed that up. What are you tricking That's us? okay. It worked. It works. <laughs> Another major skill would be perfecting your phone scripts, right? Making sure that you get dialed in on these skills, but those things take time. And that's often something that we don't allow ourselves enough of is time, right? As you talked about, Oliver, if people are in a valley and they don't see any way out, even if they're working on their skills, they might not stick around long enough to develop the skills. Second, as we talked about, would be habits. So Jeremy, what are some early habits that you made sure to instill that led to your success as a salesperson? I would say the first thing would be we talked about preparation, but I think first thing, first habit was, is making sure I knew every new model, every new pricing, every new program, right? So the habit was, is being prepared with that information. I think the second thing was making sure that my, my mind, my, not just mindset, but my mind was prepared, but my appearance, I was prepared to be ready for work, right? So my appearance mattered to me. And I think the third thing was just making sure that I was excited and enthusiastic. So, it, and I know those aren't all habits, but it is things, it are, they are things you need to do to, to hold yourself, I guess, accountable. Yeah, no. And I think those actually are habits. You know, one thing that I feel like I've learned really well from our president, Spence Young Jr., is the importance of a daily routine. Because daily routines become weekly routines, become monthly routines. And it sounds to me like that's what you did, is you had a specific routine of being prepared, a specific routine of gaining product knowledge until there was a new product, and then getting product knowledge on, on that, and always working hard. And that is a habit, right? That's a habit that's difficult to teach. Might be better looking than me. They might be few, faster few than people. me. But no one's going to outwork me. That was actually a quote by Will Smith, the modern day Ben the Franklin. Modern day ben. But there are three huge oversights that it sees it seems almost all sales professionals have when it comes to product knowledge. The first one is they do not have enough product knowledge to maximize a solid presentation. The second is they tell their customers too much about the product. They give that proverbial verbal vomit on the customer about all the things that the salesperson knows or is excited about, but none of the stuff that the customer is excited about. And the third thing is they don't know enough about their competition. That's a very easy thing to fall into is you become okay being okay. And you think that what you know is enough that will help you get by. In order to be successful in sales, you have to have a hunger and a thirst for knowledge and as we talked about before, an excitement for your product, it goes a long way and customers can tell big time. So Oz, I want to touch on what you started off with, and that was mindset and attitude. You know, growing up, you always saw these posters that were framed really nice. And I'm sure you've seen the one that said, your attitude determines your altitude. What does that mean to you? I think as you focus on there, you will go. Does that make sense? It sounded like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it is Dr. Seuss month because he was born on the 1st of, end of February. Yeah, yeah, it's tomorrow. Dr. Yeah. Seuss Day is tomorrow. Well, today's the end of February. Well, if you're listening, 
today's not the end of February. <laughs> hey, but, but <laughs> we're really close. Did I, you better. Kelly, I need a Dr. Seuss hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so talking about attitude, what you focus on will you will come. So if you're focused on all the negativity that's around you, you will bring negativity into your life, right? If you focus on the positive, and the funny thing is we're sitting in a bunch of snow. Now, you might not, depending on when you're listening to this, we've received lots and lots of snow over the last few weeks. It is easy to go to the negative and be like, now I have to push it off. It's cold. People won't come in. But what's the flip side of that coin? There's more demand than ever because there's a bunch of wrecks. Or the trails are going to be nice and smooth out in the mountains because we have water. And we're going to have more access to everything because of the water that, that, that's been delivered. And so there's going to be more outdoor recreation opportunities. So, it, But it's easy to get obsessed with the negativity. Why? Because our brains feed on fear. And so attitude oftentimes is pushing through that fear and being like, where is the positive note yeah. in, the, in what I'm seeing today? I love that. There's a couple of things about a positive attitude, and it's the beginning of everything. And so as we want to make this a practical, something that you can apply, there's a handful of tips to get a positive attitude. And the first thing is to seek positive things, as you talked about, Oliver. Second would be to avoid any huddles or negative conversations that may or may not be occurring at work or in your personal life. Another would be to seek positive things. So listen, view, or read something positive every morning. Our Audi Volkswagen store, their entire team shares a positive mindset minute with each other. We've started that at the Center of Excellence where everyone shares something positive with each other. And we've discovered that as you seek out positive things, you have a positive experience. You share that with other people. I personally have to start my day with something positive. A positive book, a positive podcast. Maybe I listen to the COE podcast. Yeah. Can I bring up one thing? Please. Now, this might sound negative. I don't know. We'll see how it flows out. Do you guys remember going to school and you would go in with a classroom and you'd look around and you'd be like, oh, crap. All these people are smart. Do you remember that? And be <laughs> yeah. like, well, I don't know. Can I pass this class? All these people seem super smart and they're giving all these comments that are amazing. What happens about halfway through the semester? You're smarter than them or you're You realize, look around and you're like, yeah. I hope I'm not partnered up with any of these idiots <laughs> because they're all dummies. Yep. And then by the end you're like, oh, I know I can, I know I'm going to pass this class because all it, if they all fail, they have to give somebody an A, right? right? So <clears throat> oftentimes we sit on our teams and we're like, let's be teams and let's share positive. And that is good. Yep. But is some healthy, like, if I'm just better than all these guys around me, is that okay? You know, the, kind of that individualism, kind of, you know what? I'm going to be better than everybody sitting around me. Why? It's not so that I'm better than them, but it's because I know I'll succeed if I'm better than everybody else. And I'd say that's great as long as it's confidence and not arrogance. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I said this is going to come out weird. But in the auto or power sports, is it difficult to beat all the salespeople out there? No. It's actually not. It just takes concerted effort. Yep. You might walk into the class and be like, whoa. You know, right? If you took all the power sports salespeople out there, mm -hmm. put them in a room, you'd be scared. You'd be like, man, these are a bunch of 
badasses. Oh, for sure. Halfway through the semester, what would you be saying? I'm the badass. Oh my gosh. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to dominate this <laughs> stuff. And it's okay to say, I'm going to dominate. Yeah. And it's okay to be number one, right? Mm -hmm. That as long as, and I completely agree with you, Tim, you slow down enough to say, this is out of confidence, not out of arrogance, not out of I'm better than you. Yep. It's out of, no, I just want, I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to out product knowledge you. I'm going to out answer the phone you. I just think that's an important piece of attitude and mindset. Being willing to say, you know what? No, I'm going to be the best. I don't care. I don't care what everybody is around me. I will be the best. Yeah. I love that. So to that, I'll add, you know, with that positive mindset, with that confidence, be careful Guard your associations. Be careful of what social media you allow to enter your life. Be careful of what you do in your off time. When you're not at work, what are you doing that may or may not be polluting your mind? And then lastly, along with that positive and solid routine, be physically healthy. Mm -hmm. You need to be physically healthy. You need to make sure you're eating healthy. You need to make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Exercising daily is a huge thing. When you go put, fight crime in your go off time. fight crime in the evenings in a bat right. suit, or in the morning, will prevail. I love this quote by. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Rennie Descartes. The mind and body are not separate. What affects one affects the other. When it's garbage in, it's garbage out. When you put bad things in your mind, typically there's negative connotations with your physical health as well. I'm going to write a new Ben Franklin quote. You ready for this? And it's just off the back of that. Let's do it. Be careful what you ingest. It will determine what you manifest. <laughs> that was deep. Right? That was deep, Tim. Right? The dark right. night has spoken. Okay. Do we have an action item for today? Yeah. We're loving the interaction we're getting. So please just share your experiences, share your stories, any requests you have. Please hit us up at our email. Podcast at podcast at youngcoe.com. All right. Well, as always, it's time for Tim's copious notes. I've been writing literally everything down. So we're talking today about keys to success. Success does not always come as quickly as we would like, but there are several keys to get us there. Number one, mindset. Just come in prepared to succeed. Maintain that positive attitude. The struggle will kick your ass, but you will learn, and you will learn uh, about times and seasons, and you'll learn a lot from the ass kicking, as it were. There is success in the struggle. This is the way that we learn. If you leave during your valley, you will take your valley with you, and don't forget to learn through that valley. And then just I can't read my own writing here. Oh, read the book Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. And then next up, preparation. Be prepared for the next opportunity. Set yourself up for those opportunities and know that it is going to take some hard work. Brad, you talked about skills, habits, attitude, choice of customers, and product knowledge. So skills, there are major and minor skills. Minor skill, a good example would be a meet and greet. Major skill would be something like build rapport, ask effective questions, overcome objections. Uh, perfect the phone script. Just allow yourself the time to develop these skills. These take practice and it is a lot of work, but it is well worth it to do that work. Next up, habits. Give yourself a daily routine and keep it. Don't let anybody derail that routine. Let's see. Product knowledge. Sorry, I can't read my handwriting today. It's terrible. I've been scratch. I've been just going so fast. Maybe take the Batman mask off. <laughs> I need to. Next up, product knowledge. There are three problems that people typically have with product knowledge. Number one, not enough. 
Number two, too much. You get a kind of word vomity. And number three, not knowing enough about your competition. You've got to have a hunger and a thirst for that knowledge. And then finally, attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. You will make your own luck and fate out of what you manifest. Find the positivity in your situation. Seek out positivity. Avoid negative huddles and have a positive mindset minute. This is a, an example that the Audi store does. Maybe share something positive with one another every morning and just be better than everybody out there. Be confident and just do the work harder than everybody out there. That's a huge key to success. But be careful about what you ingest. This is my new Ben Franklin quote. Be careful about what you ingest. It will determine what you manifest. Wonderful. All right. I love that quote. <laughs> it's a brand new one too. Gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thanks again for being here. We really appreciate your perspective. We'll have you here for one more episode. And from there, if you are listening to this podcast, by all means, please leave us some stars on iTunes. Leave us some kind words. If you know people who could benefit from this podcast, stock them in the parking lot. Get this in front of them. By all means, get this podcast out. We want to help as many people as humanly possible. And then if you do have questions, if you've got comments, if you have ideas for future podcasts, please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Dana and Wyatt, y'all.